This podcast is proudly brought to you by Team Guru. Helping leaders grow, teams perform and organisations communicate. Welcome to episode 12 of the Forza City Podcast, your home of Brisbane City FC on the airwaves. My name's David Frizzell and I'll be joined as always by Simon Smale to take you through this weekend's PlayStation 4 National Premier League's Queensland events. As well, we'll give you a rundown on our special Transplant Australia charity match. But first things first, our senior men needed to get back in winning ways in the PlayStation 4 NPL They took on the Western Pride at home. How did they go, Simon? Uh, It was a winning return to Corporate Travel Management Stadium for Brisbane City after two consecutive league defeats. 3-1 the final score on the back of a really impressive performance against the Pride. An impressive win and a new name on the score sheet. As a new striker signing for any club, scoring your first goal must be one of your biggest worries, or the timing of when to score your first goal uh, must be your biggest worries. The longer it goes on, the bigger that weight on your back must get. And although there's no suggestion that Carter Glockner was struggling to settle at City, he did score his first on Saturday, the opener in this game, and there was a palpable sense of relief from the former Eastern Suburbs hitman when the ball hit the back of the net. A great moment for Carter to get his first goal for the club. And I understand his father, former NSL star with City, was in the corporate box watching on. He would have been pleased with what he saw. Yeah, he would have. As much with the build-up as the actual finish. Sam Sibatawara, who's found some real form over the last couple of games, did all the build-up work, crossing delightfully from the right flank towards the back post, where Carter had to rise and nod the ball back across goal. Really impressive finish. And the Pride, who of course won our last encounter 4-2 out at Ipswich, didn't lie down. And they drew level before half-time. Yeah, City conceded a corner when Kai Smith nearly fired into his own net. He, He... Tried to cut the ball off and instead managed to fire it towards Tim Allen's near post. And Allen had to make a really great save to maintain the advantage. Um, but that, uh, that advantage wasn't going to last long. Maxime Hoppenknot nodded home from the resultant corner. His head had just creeping in under the crossbar. So they pegged it back at half time, but City instantly took control in the second half. They did, absolutely. Taking the lead again shortly after restock with a very similar style goal. Sam Sibatawara did the hard yards down the right and he crossed low into the penalty area this time. Carter showing some neat footwork to get his second of the game. It sounds like Sam Sibatawara is really coming back into form for City. Did his efforts get rewarded with a goal of his own? It's almost like you've read the script, Dave. Yes, he did. He's second in as many games and he's fourth of the season. It has to be said he benefited from a pretty hefty deflection, but it was nothing that he didn't deserve. And it wrapped up a really good win for City, who moved back up to fifth on the back of that performance in what's a really, really congested league table. Yeah, as we've talked about a number of times, we'll get to the other results and what it means for the PlayStation 4 National Premier League's Queensland ladder later. But first, let's hear what a chilly John Cosmina had to say after the game. Must be good to get back to winning ways. Yeah, it is. We um, responded well. We threw three points away last week at the Sunshine Coast and probably even at least a point, if not three, um, against Olympic on the Tuesday night. So um, we needed to bounce back and we've done that. So we stay in touch with people ahead of us. What was more pleasing, the result or the performance? Because the guys looked on song tonight. Well, we played well at the Sunshine Coast last week, but we didn't get the result. So your performance isn't good enough, whereas we played well tonight. 
the performance was good and the result came. And you changed things around a bit and I was happy with the, the outcome, so it worked all right. Um, great to see Carter Glockner getting two goals. As a former striker, you probably know yeah. it's important to... Be good for his confidence, which is, is what he needed. And um, no, he, he did well. But, um, the way we set up, I think, helped him a bit as well. It had a bit more space, a bit more confident at home, I think. Um, we we're maybe trying to complicate things a little bit. I'll take responsibility for that. But um, in terms of how we were using him, but whatever happened, the way it worked out tonight, it worked well. Um, Sansa Tuara as well, his second goal in two games, that was pretty impressive yeah, as well. Sammy was, um, was good tonight. He was aggressive, he was direct. He got in behind, he kept the ball well. So, no, it was a good all-round performance. Have you got him playing a slightly different role from earlier in the season? Yeah, no, he started off as a 10, then he went out in the, um, on the right. But um, he, he's come back into, he's shown a bit of form. He had a good game in the youth team two weeks ago against Ipswich, funnily enough. And, um, or coincidentally enough. And he's, I started him last weekend and he did well at the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks very much for that. Well, Cosy much happier with that result. His changes did work wonders against the Pride and obviously happy with the way his team are coming together. Not such a happy weekend for the Pride, though. You spoke to a slightly dispirited Graham Harvey after the game. OK, Graham Harvey, Western Pride coach. Um, do you think that was a fair scoreline for your boys today? Um, yeah, probably. Look, I don't think we had our best game tonight. Um, I don't think we were at our worst, but we weren't at our best. Um, probably a bit unlucky to can see that deflected goal there towards the end, but yeah, probably didn't deserve much out of the game. From someone watching from afar, it seems that it's been a case of sort of, you've always been close in games, but then not being able to quite get over the line. It probably wasn't necessarily the case today, although in the first half you were very impressive. What, what, what do you think it is that you need to just get, perhaps get that, like you say, the deflection? Do you need a bit of luck to go your way to get those results? Well, I think you earn your own luck. Um, look, the boys are working hard in the trainings uh, during the week, but we sort of keep conceding from the same the same mistakes, really. So we have to we have to address that as a as a group, um, but also individuals in there as well. Because I guess in terms of these young lads and their development, if you keep making the same mistakes, that's when uh, that's when problems in their development are occurring. So something like I said, I have to look at something that the boys have to look at. Um, we probably lack a little bit of experience. Um, I think there, if you look at City's backline there with uh, with Biggins and Kingy in the back there, like they just they just can guide the side round, and we probably don't have that, um, which is. Probably my fault, something that I, I didn't really want to bring into the club with the experience. I wanted to make sure we had the, the youth players getting their opportunity. So that's probably, I guess, uh, part, of, uh, part of our development plan. Probably there's a flaw in it. A part of that development plan, is that going to be looking forward to next year? I mean, although it's still very close, I mean, finals certainly aren't an impossibility. Oh yeah, look, we've never like we've never um, really set those sort of targets as where we want to finish in the league. It's more about making sure we do get players through to to the professional game like we've had last week. So um, that's more what sort of I'm being judged on and what the club philosophy is. So we're not obviously it's nice to win games and we want to win games as part of the development for the boys. But we're more we're more worried about things like correcting the same mistakes that keep going wrong. Okay, thanks very much for that, Graham. Um, best of luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Graham Harvey not wanting to commit to how their season will end up. But after another incredibly exciting week of action, no side is out of it yet. No, well, apart from the Fury, it's now mathematically impossible for them to make the top four sitting as they are at the bottom of the ladder. Uh, They were given another lesson this weekend after showing some signs of revival in recent weeks. The Fury were beaten 5-0 by the Heat in Townsville, meaning that they stay rooted to the bottom of the table on two points. 
and the Heat end up staying top with a buffer of three points to Brisbane Strikers, who won 5-1 against the Thunder out in Toowoomba. Uh, this is where it gets tight, though. Gold Coast, Redlands and Brisbane City all on 27 points after the Gold Coast won 1-0 at Moreton Bay and Redlands were defeated 3-2 by Olympic on Sunday night. Olympic are surging up the table now. They're in eighth spot, but just five points off the finals. It's been a really impressive revival from them. The Sunshine Coast built on their good win over City last weekend by defeating the Raw Youth 4-0 in the other game. Not a good result for the young Raw, and worse news was to come this morning for the Hyundai A-League youth side. Yeah, due to an administrative error, the Raw have been stripped of their win against the South West Queensland Thunder in round 14. Football Queensland announced that the Raw played an ineligible player in the game, and Football Queensland have had to act and have taken the points away from them and awarded a win to the Thunder. So they handed the Thunder three points and a 4-0 win as per the competition rules. Yeah, that's a big reverse actually because the original score was I think 5-1 to the Raw Youth. So in terms of the goal difference, in terms of what that means to the middle of the table, that's that's a big change. Yeah, okay. Now we had a special event this weekend at Corporate Travel Management Stadium before the main game. Yeah, the Game for Life match between Transplants Australia Football Club and the AC Medicos. The AC Medicos, a team of medics from the Princess Alexandra and Prince Charles Hospitals, raising funds and awareness for organ donation here in Australia and for further research into heart and lung transplants. This also added as a warm-up match for the Transplants Australia Football Club um, as preparation for the World Transplant Games to be held next year in Seville. So I assume the game went without a hitch. It did. The medics ended up ended up running out 5-0 winners in what was a really fun and quite entertaining match as the sun went down at Corporate Travel Management Stadium. The crowd retreated to quite an impressive performance from both sides. And although I'm sure the Transplants Australia team weren't happy with the result, there's plenty to work on there. Excellent stuff. Now, the senior men are playing up at Cairns against Far North Queensland Heat at Barlow Park. Simon, it's really important we get back some of the momentum we've lost over the last few weeks. As you say, the table is so congested just outside of that top four. We really need to get back on a winning run and and make sure we, we differentiate ourselves from all of those teams on the table. How are we looking for this one? Yeah, look, well, there's no tougher ask than to go up north to take on the far north Queensland heat at Barlow Park. They're still top of the table with that three-point buffer. They haven't lost at Barlow Park yet this year, but they have been defeated up in Cairns. Olympic running out 5-4 winners back in round 12. That sort of set off a bit of a rocky patch for the Heat. They ended up losing 4-0 on the Gold Coast to Gold Coast City. Got back to winning ways against the Fury this weekend. That was a good result and a good fixture for the Heat to have last weekend. City are going to be up against it. But last time the two sides played, City had had a dominant performance. It was one of the most dominant performances I've seen all season. Unfortunately, they couldn't convert that pressure into goals and the Heat ran out 1-0 winners. City will be looking to get revenge for that. With this new striking lineup that City have, a slightly new look side, I think they could be causing real problems for the Heat. The way City play does cause the heat problems. I I think it's going to be a really good game and hopefully City are going to get the performance and the result. And there might be a little bit of a curveball in as far as the playing service has been used for an NRL match on Sunday. So it looked pretty cut up after that. Let's hope it gets back into some sort of decent condition. 
Yeah, it did. Um, check out Twitter if you haven't already. We tweeted a photo of the pitch and it did look a little bit messy for Souths versus the North Queensland Cowboys. The Souths were the home team up in Cairns on Sunday and they got a hammering. So hopefully that's a good omen for City. It's a pretty nice away game for the North Queensland Cowboys, isn't it? The scheduling was interesting, yes. Yeah, we're going to have to wrap it up very soon, Simon. But on an interesting note, some of our listeners might have noticed that we're not recording in the same room today. You're about to head to the airport. You didn't have time to come and visit me. You've got a very interesting few weeks coming up, don't you? (laughs) I do, yes. I've got a... A little swim that I'm doing next week, um, raising funds for the Queensland Surf Lifesavers and Aussie Helpers. Um, I'm swimming the channel as part of Team Terra Australis. I'll put a link up on Facebook so that if anyone's interested, they can track us as as we swim through the English Channel through all the detritus that uh, is floating in the channel. And then I'm... Just 34 kilometres of 17 degree water temperature. Uh, 17 degrees would be lovely. It's 15 and a half at the moment in the channel, so <laughs> I'd love it nice. to be 17. Excellent. Um, yes, and then after I've finished that, providing I do finish that, I'll be heading to Dublin to get married. So, yes. My, that is a busy couple of weeks. Well, congratulations, <laughs> Simon. You and I are going to do our best to put this podcast together as many times as we can on your trip. You're taking a, a, a mic on the road with you so we can do exactly that. We'll be able to do it over Skype. So chances are we'll get just about every week done while you're away. And we'll, we'll, uh, we love your commitment there, young man. Well done. Hey, Simon, you have a great trip. That's all we have time for on the podcast today. Remember, if you want your side's results featured on the podcast, just let us know. Comment on Facebook or send us a tweet at Brisbane City FC. My name's David Frizzell. Thanks for joining me and Simon Smale as he goes off to swim the English Channel and to get married. This is the Forza City Podcast. Bye for now. Bye-bye.